Imperial soldiers in Xeon, so we are certain to be victorious in this war! Buckets and welcome to Scum Talk, the official Fatty Scum Post Show, now appearing right in the middle of the RSS feed. I'm your host, as always, The White Shadow, and tonight we are joined by the two behind bonus episode number two, The Hunt for the Gray Phantom, part one. That's a lot of numbers. Give it up for Kat and Zach. Zach, say hello. Hello, everyone. I'm happy to be here on this very comfortable couch sitting next to Kat in your very luxurious studio, Shadow. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. The t-shirt sales are going well. Kat, say hello. Hi, it's me. (laughs) It's Kat. It's Hell me. yeah. Hi. Insert the crowd going fucking wild. Yeah, Are these seats leather? <laughs> uh, they're actually natural baby cow leather. We got the most expensive stuff like the veal. <laughs> it does feel young. Has a very youthful bounce to it. Still got that tension right, but as it ages, it's going to get even more comfortable. And it's going to be like, it's like memory foam, but leather, it's like memory foam leather. Whoa, memory fleather. I love it. That's right. And we are here to discuss season three of Fetty's Gum, episodes four, episodes five, episodes The Hunt for the Gray Phantom part one. Cat, Zach, I'm so excited. Are y'all ready? Hell yeah, dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. But first... Let me give y'all a few programming reminders. Right now, we got t-shirts, $5 off, as long as you get your pre-order in deadsetmedia.bigcartel.com. Get your classic Zaku Bell Deluxe on black today. Also, patreon.com slash deadsetmedia. That's where you can access this month's bonus episode, Hunt for the Gray Phantom Part 1, which really just is starting to seem like Adam is trying to Johnny Destiny Space Ninja me into Fetty Scum. I don't appreciate that. I'm part of Dead Set Media. Why do we have to bootleg me? I don't get it. It's like they're trying to rip off the White Shadow spaceship. I'm sorry. I tried, dude. It's not as easy as I usually make it look. I know it looks totally natural for me. I actually put a ton of effort into being funny and clever. It's kind of like when you're being a server, you want to make it sound like the first time every time. It comes from my heart every art. You have a heart. That's sweet. <laughs> grown three sizes too small with these shirt sales. But yes, I do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's, not <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. No, I have a heart. I love uh, like everything or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just picking <laughs> on you. You're a sweetie. Ah, uh, don't go telling people that. I have a fucking brand to upkeep. Speaking of brands to upkeep, <laughs> Stress Test is dropping on the 30th. It's a two-player game this week. Dallas and I are playing Badger and Coyote. It's Badger plus Coyote when you write it out, but I'm reading it. Uh, he's the Badger. I'm the Coyote. We had a good old time with it. One of my favorite recordings. And their backer it is launching on September 12th. We're actually getting you in on the ground floor, a little preview. If you like what you experience, make sure you go check that out at pandeongames.com slash products slash badger hyphen coyote. 
All of these links and maybe even more will be down in the description. All right. We're going to hit you with a recap this episode. We're going to hit you with Q&A coming straight from our patrons over at Discord and now on the Patreon itself. And then after that, listen, listen, I know we've had the running gag and the running bit of the one on one on and now on one being always postponed because we ran out of time because the questions go long. It's been a good one. I know it's been a good bit, but here's the thing about funny bits. Okay, you can't just give them carrot and you can't just give them stick every once in a while. You got to actually commit. This week, we're actually doing the one-on-one-on-one sit-down interview. We're all going to talk about what it's like to try and put on entertainment for people on the internet in a TTRPG podcast fashion. This is not an elaborate setup for a joke. We're actually cutting the deep dive segment this week because the episode is so... There's not a lot to deep dive into without just spoiling everything. It's a really fun interrogation episode. It's a really fun investigation episode. I mean, there, you kind of just spoil it if you deep dive into it. So y'all get to just listen to that. We're actually going to sit down and talk about what it's like. How does that sound, Zach? How does that sound, Cat? Sounds good to me, buddy. Let's do it. Let's fucking walk the walk, let's buddy. Let's go and transition. All right, let's recap some episodes, starting with episode four. The St. Sebastian is on its way to Le Vian Roll. Captain Tom, the janitor, offers Mad Gun and Cinco a home on the ship. And treats the boys to a captain's meal, courtesy of Rollo Rowan. Meanwhile, the Titan prisoner trapped in Holden's MS's hand is finally freed. Capri visits Dr. Bashir in the brig. Holden meets Jace Baxter, the enemy private he brought in. Jace thanks Holden for not pooning him out in space. He then reveals, though, that there is a spy aboard the St. Sebastian. We had a commercial break. Excellent commercial break, as always. The lounge boys plus everyone else assemble after the prisoner is found dead. Then, the corn dog... The corn dog smiles for the first time, and then he leads a successful investigation, revealing that it was the chef the whole time. He walks up to you with a plate and takes a spoon, and he grabs some of the rice and uh, steamed vegetables and pushes it toward your face. I grab his hand. I can feed myself, and... And you catch a whiff of gunpowder! (laughs) A little scuffle unfolds, Mad Gun suplexes the spy, and the spy is knocked out. And that's the episode for episode four. Does it sound like I missed anything, Zach? Does it sound like I missed anything, Kat? I wouldn't know. I think you got it all covered. Yeah, yeah, you did it good. (laughs) Nailed it! Nailed it! You remembered more than I did! Hell yeah! (laughs) Episode five, after a rousing debate on the nature of pancakes... We are treated to an interrogation episode as Mad Gun Holden and Wolf employ the triple bad cop technique. Capri and Cinco have a little heart to heart and then are assigned to cover for a shipmate as he makes repairs in space. Mid-roll ad break is what I have in my notes. I want to break a little bit from the format. Zach, I want to know, what was it like recording that mid-roll? Because I've listened to this episode three times, as is customary, and it's gotten me every single time. Why am I so itchy? What's going on? It seems to be whatever you're wearing under your normal suit is really uncomfortable. All right, I checked to see what's underneath my normal suit. Uh, it seems to be the problems coming from a low-quality T-shirt. Oh, God, it's this generic T-shirt. 
All right, how do I fix this? What do I roll to get comfortable? You don't actually need to roll anything. What you need to do is go over to deadsetmedia.bigcartel.com and pre-order the- Hell yeah, that was fucking smooth. That dude. one was really good, dude. It got me three times again. I was yeah, that impressed. was fun. I like doing that. <laughs> All right, cool. Never mind. <laughs> I didn't know if you had anything <laughs> cool to say. I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, no, nothing cool to say. All right, no worries. I wanted everyone's money, so I, yeah. I said the thing. We're trying to figure out how to get at least one of us to quit our jobs off of this. So we're trying <laughs> out new stuff. Cinco and Capri report to Tom that they have spotted a ship without an active IFF. They're sent to go investigate the ship. Oh, yeah. The spy is eventually broken and reveals that his mission is to find the Ayug secret base that the St. Sebastian is heading to. The spy works for a McCaffrey. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, we know that guy. I've heard that name before. Aboard the mysterious ship, Capri hears some new type shit. The pair eventually find a video, and they, along with the rest of us, are treated to some exposition. The Takara Bune is mentioned, and Capri begins a classic new type space out as this month's episodes come to a close. And that was episode five of season three of Fetty Scum. Did I miss anything that y'all want to point out? I to felt me? like I was there all over again. You did great. Yeah. Thanks. I was spacing out all new type, like remembering. It was great. <laughs> he was, it got real method there for a moment there. <laughs> I have my methods. That's sure. All right. Having done all of that, let us move straight on to the Q&A coming straight from our patrons over in the Ooh. Discord and on Patreon.com slash Media. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. We've got a question coming from Dallas Simp 69 on patreon we're putting these posts now on the official patreon you don't have to come into the discord if you don't want so if you have any questions for the cast make sure you get over there and get your questions in also just for you two dallas simp 69 sounds like all of my burner accounts i know this actually is not me i know who this is i'm not gonna out them but this it's is not dallas me. i already know it's dallas oh, it's da- <laughs> I'm like, is anybody allowed to do that to my husband? I mean, you know, he's <laughs> Zach's already got the sex symbol thing locked down. You know what I mean? But I mean, Dallas is going to get some shine, dude. You got to defend your territory, dude. You got to make Dallas Simp 420 and get in there and get in those DMs with Dallas Simp 69 and Mama Bear him off. All I know is if Shadow says this isn't his burner account. Definitely not. I know that this isn't my burner account. <laughs> So this is definitely Dallas. Yeah, I, I think it is Dallas. I think uh, it is. Uh, no way. I would know. I know everything. <laughs> uh, what if that's just what he wants you to know? He has a 15 burner accounts he's never told you about, which I'm not supposed to tell you about, but it's cool. He's just going to edit it out of the pocket. From Dallas Simp 69, I've got one for Zach and one for Kat. Zach, I know. No, Kat, I want to hear you answer your question first. Kat, how <laughs> difficult is it to play a character whose past and present sometimes start merging together? Uh, Honestly, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I'm still getting used to figuring out, like, character motivation and, like, finding how much and how less to be, I don't know, mentally traumatized. I just know that when I watched Seda, like, I really liked the roles of, like, the cyber new type gals, and it is a lot harder to try to do that than I thought. That's good. I'm writing notes. Oh, Zach, you didn't get prompted for the other question. 
Zach, you know, one day, dude, you got to start taking hosting this show seriously, man. You really got to get on top of your game, bro. On, Sorry, dude. Uh, I'll do better next time. Yeah, man. Next scum it's talk. It's ridiculous. Like, I got to sit here and explain all this to you instead of just reading the questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Zach, I know you're... This is from Kat, um, a.k.a. Dallas Sim 69 What's up, Kat, from the past? Zach, I know you're playing a new character, but this one's about Lone Star. Does he know what happened to Darty Kilgore? If he does know... I think that's something that you're going to have to listen in on one of the future bonus episodes to find out. Hey, that's a good idea. I got to figure that out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, or, does that really come up in a bonus episode? It could. I don't know as much as I like to let on RSS feed. It was never addressed in the first season. So if it hasn't been addressed in the first season, there's a good chance it's going to be addressed in a bonus episode. This is off to a good start already. This is already a good episode. We could uh, say thanks, everyone. Appreciate you. Plug our shit and get out of here, and it'd be uh, be worthy <laughs> of the feed for sure. All of mine are just going to be no spoilers. No spoilers, guys. No spoilers. Listen to a bonus episode. <laughs> just going to deflect the whole time. I love it, dude. That's a good. You're a fucking professional, dude. I'm proud of you. Thanks, dude. All right, let's move on to the questions from the Discord. Uh, Captain Rowan wants to know, Zach, since Cinco Venus is obviously not Lone Star, is there any truth right, right. to the rumor that he is actually the missing in action Federation guerrilla fighter, Cole S. Law, a.k.a. co-pilot? Ooh. Oh. Wow. That's, That's a, a good, good theory. I like that. That's a good angle. I like that. I'm going to leave that with a hard maybe just to perpetuate <laughs> the theory. Could be... Co-pilot could be Rast. Who fucking knows? What if I'm just trying to make you guys think it's so obviously Lone Star just to fucking rope-a-dope you into a Rast Marco or a zombie co-pilot? That would honestly be like the coolest thing ever <laughs> if Cinco Venus was actually fucking was Rast Marco the whole time. Seeing co-pilot Venus. <laughs> Lone Star shows up. Hey, dude, what's going on? <laughs> How you doing, Lieutenant Venus? You see Lone Star <laughs> up here, and he's like, "Hey, who's this guy?" All right, put that, put all that in your in your in your notebook. All right, I'm writing that down. Write right that now. down. <laughs> Good stuff, Rowan. Good stuff. Good stuff, writer Rowan. We appreciate you. Cat, uh, <laughs> how does it feel having Capri mixing it up with members of the original cast? It's it's almost it's weird because like I remember being someone else interacting with those people. And it makes me think too hard sometimes because I'm like, wait, I'm not me. I'm me, you know? So it's like, well, like I am really excited that I get to explore like two, I'd say pretty different characters. Um, Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'm sure Zach can speak on this, too. But sometimes being someone else around people who you've it's. It's fun, but it's also sometimes because I'm an anxious being, I overthink my interactions a little bit. And so some days oh, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm like, yeah, I know. I know what I'd say. <laughs> and then honestly, the times when I just like do it and I don't think about it, it, it's a lot better than times when I'm like, oh, is that more like a tiny thing or is that more like a Capri thing? Um, yeah. And I think that can be extra challenging when you're interacting with characters that your other character also interacted with. Yeah, that's mainly, yeah. Kind of have trained your mind to have a gut reaction to how someone acts from one character's perspective for like a whole season. 
and now you're trying to train yourself to react to them from the perspective of another character and that's I think that's like one of the biggest challenges of season three because we're colliding characters from both season one and two. Mm -hmm. And also time has passed and like things have happened to us. And it's like, how do you it's just been really interesting to like navigate, you know, learning how to incorporate the like life that's been lived. And you're trying to get back into an old character in a way that still rings familiar to the fans while keeping in mind all of that hidden context of what took place between seasons one and three so that everything is consistent with the character's development. Stuff happens, people change, but I think fans still want a piece of what they fell in love with in a character. So trying to straddle that line can be really challenging as well. I think you're going through something similar too, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm the same guy. I'm just Lone Star again. I mean, I'm I'm, no, I mean, I'm a totally different guy. I mean, shit. I'm literally sitting back smiling. This is really good. This is really good shit. Redacted. Sweet. Space wants to know, Zach, will we ever see Lone Star again? And what do you have to say about the rumors that Cinco Venus and Lone Star are the same person? Also, if they are not the same person, Cinco Venus, Lone Star, team up, win. So uh, Cinco Lone Star team up is something that Cinco has been dreaming of for a long time. <laughs> it's an aspiration. The ultimate super fan of Lone Star. So that would be amazing. Who, let's just hope that happens. Fingers crossed. The rumor that they are the same as flattering as I may be for Cinco. It's it's completely baseless rumors <laughs> and accusations. Conspiracy theories. It's really just crazy talk. Gobbledygook. We should probably kick whoever's spreading that out of Discord is all I'm saying. You yeah. Know, for the safety of everyone else. That's harmful misinformation right there. You say shit like no body, no death. That's just having fun. But when you start trying to make accusations like Lone Star might be Cinco Venus, it's like, dude, you're just you're not adding anything. You're just being a distraction. Why don't you just tell people you want it? That's like saying the new Avril Lavigne is just a clone of the old Avril Lavigne. Except for that theory is true. This one's Yeah, not true. except for this is like not real. Gomine no Romo wants to know, which is I'm actually sure that was perfectly pronounced. That's Japanese for Roman Gomine. What exactly was Cinco doing in Fall 0083 when Stardust was happening? Now that one probably is a potential bonus episode thing. I'm throwing that in the potential bonus episode pile. Deflected. Perfect answer, too, because Gomine no Romo's name is green, which means he doesn't have access to the Patreon. So if you want to know, buddy, patreon.com slash deadsatmedia. All right. We got a question from Fat Falcon. Still to this day, one of my favorite usernames I've ever seen in this Discord, dude. There's some good ones here, but Fat Falcon. Just think of that real quick. A Fat Falcon. And tell me that's, that's not a beautiful funny. image. I keep thinking of Falco from Star Fox. Oh, shit. I thought of Captain Falcon for a second there. Oh, they're both the- great. I love seeing yes. them both fat. Fat Captain Falcon punch. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, dude. Shout outs to you, Fat Falcon. Fat underscore Falcon wants to know, Zach, if Lone Star was part of the 0083 scum gang, how many gold stars would he have acquired? Oh, probably like several sticker books. Several. At least like three Four, yeah, of like twenty pages, you know. No, I feel. I mean, I I think he would have literally had all the stickers. Yeah, I'm certain of it. That's why he wasn't put in the season two. Adam knew that my sticker gimmick was coming. (laughs) That's funnier than my angle. 
I was going to say fucking season two would have been a six episode OVA for sure then, dude. Lone Star showed up, said, what's the problem? Handled it. And then he was out on the next one. He came in, he got his stickers, he fucked off. Hey, I took down that ship you guys were thinking about chasing. I'll take the sticker sheets. Thank you. All right. Catch you later. Thank you. Autographs afterwards. Five bucks, five double bucks a piece. That's right. Uh, Jagannati. Minofsky enthusiast wants to know what was it like dusting off your old characters for the bonus after so long and cat answer this question next what was it like dusting off your old characters for the bonus after so long whichever one of you wants to go first <laughs> to me it kind of felt like reuniting with a close friend or family member after you've spent years apart you know like at first I was a little nervous that the chemistry wouldn't be there like it was before but after we spent a few minutes interacting with each other I think we started to settle into our natural dynamic pretty quickly that was a good answer. I mean, it just, it, I felt similarly where I was like, oh, yeah. It's like um, putting on, like, a pair of broken-in Doc Martens or something, you know? Like, yeah. like they're already broken in, and it, they feel comfortable. That's what it was like being tiny again. Yeah. And Kat, how much has power corrupted tiny? I don't really want to say much. I know that's kind of mean, but um, I am really enjoying uh new tiny it's not new tiny it's the tiny we know and love but more like down down the road yeah um yeah, yeah middle, <laughs> middle dancer medium, some might say. medium dancer <laughs> yeah i think i think that it's like something that she that motivates her now is power and as every little control freak knows like power is uh yep. power means a Tasty. lot when you have nothing so preach this let's mm -hmm. go maybe she had a little more power she could have prevented some of that tragedy she went through right yeah so all the power no one woman should have all that power <laughs> clock's ticking and tiny just counts the hours face wants to know for both zach and cat what do you think is in store for the future of your characters also my cat big mac says hi so see, I know a lot more about what's gonna happen than than I should. <laughs> and big things. The end. Hell yeah. Zach, on to you. Very nice. I think that question sounds like a sneaky way of asking for spoiler space. <laughs> There's honestly not much I can say about that without getting into spoiler territory. All I can say is that Cinco Venus hopes to one day cross paths with his war hero Lone Star. Also, what up, Big Mac? Yeah, a Big Mac. Meow. I speak cat, so he'll understand. Yeah, it's true. Good, good, good. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I you mean, you guys, you guys at home are laughing. The podcast listeners with their earphones in their ears right now are laughing. Oh, that the white shadow guy sounds like a character. He actually speaks cat. Notice how Big Mac isn't laughing, though. He's looking at you right now. How did he know how to say that, Mom? It's probably what he's looking at you with those eyes saying, isn't he, Space? He feels truly seen for the first time in his life. He just subscribed to the Patreon. One of the two-legged ones finally knows how to speak the language. All right, kick that Patreon up, Mom. You heard him, Space. We all did. Show, not an anime, Double Zeta Scholar wants to know Cat, Zach. How have Tiny and Lone Star gotten on since first scummed him? Well, that's definitely something you'll find out in the bonus episodes. Nice try, playa. Cat, how does it feel to effectively be the Camille of the cast of Zeta scummed him? It, um, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like, 
uh, honestly, I'll I'll just be real with you guys. All right, we're gonna we're gonna come together and and I'm gonna be completely honest. I feel uh intimidated by it, but I'm really excited to get to do something with a character like this. But it is very um. It feels uncertain at points, and uh, I'll be excited when we get through this together, right, listeners? Right, Shadow? Right, Zach? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, I can imagine it's pretty intimidating, but you're crushing that shit. I'm extremely invested in your character. I'm wondering what's going to happen with her new type abilities, her relationship with all of the other characters, and I'm pretty sure the audience feels the same, right, guys? Cue the audience does. I'm going to tell you, Kat, I think that you can never make it so certain because it's a collaborative storytelling environment. But I mean... And Adam's always going to try and fuck it up. Adam's going to do some Adam shit, as we know he do. Uh, but I feel like, you know, when the spotlight is on you, it's on you for a reason. Give Just give the people what they want. The people want to see you crush this shit. And I absolutely believe that you can. I haven't seen you fail a character challenge yet. So just give the people oh, what they want thanks. and annihilate this shit. You got this, dude. I'll do my best. And if not, we'll all lie to you and say you did great. So you'll never know. The Good. Because <laughs> I can't handle criticism. <laughs> Zach, Sean wants to know, do you think you can stand up to the pressure of being Zeta Scumdom's Quattro analog? <laughs> Which is crazy because Quattro is like a fake. Uh, it's like a fake avatar for Char, so Char can get a fresh start. So I don't get that question. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Listen here, dude. I hope the Gundam franchise can handle the pressure of Quattro <laughs> being literally one-upped by Cinco, okay? Zach, that's why you're the one who doesn't wear the sleeves. That's right. I'm not wearing sleeves right now. That's why your character else. doesn't wear, wear sleeves. That's why you don't wear sleeves. You went, you went full badass. Siege, we're going to alternate. He's got three questions for both of you. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, okay. Once again, shout outs to Siege for making the newly designed Scum Talk logo, which Fuck you're yeah, seeing Siege. right now. Excellent job, dude. It looks so awesome. Gundam fans, if you get the homage, if you get the joke, if you do, great. If you don't, you need to do your Googling or talk to an old person like me. Three colon Siege wants to know, cat. Question number one, what's the largest sculpture you've ever done so far? Because every time I hear about your artwork, <laughs> the scale boggles my mind. Sculpture? Oh. When I was an undergrad, I made some really big work. I'd say like 13 feet by 10 feet, maybe like seven feet deep. I don't know. Like I did this this uh, exploding circle thing out of like drum parts that was like, like I took apart like symbols and and like a, a drum kit that was broken and like I made this exploding sculpture because I used to be really excited about like taking form and expanding like drawing in space with sculpture and creating line with like physical object. But right now I'm working on a sculpture that is a like I don't know if you've ever heard of a cranky. It's like a little you like crank it and it and it's like the picture moves on a scroll. I'm I mean, I'm building like who hasn't heard those? Duh. Yeah, I mean like crank crankies <laughs> sorry, are, are somewhat I'm I'm building one now and uh it's quite an undertaking. Um I don't really have the definite like final measurements, but I'm making it life size. Like I'm making the the, the moving picture within it about about ish life size so um it'll probably be like i don't know like 16 feet by 10 feet and then maybe like 
three feet deep um on both sides i don't know i'm like trying to learn how to use motors and stuff so i can make it like a motorized thing that moves on like two cylinders like i'm i'm taking this sculpture class where i'm hopefully going to learn how to do like uh use like cnc stuff a little bit more and i'm wanting to like cnc or like laser cut like all the gears and parts for it um it's like stuff i've never done before but yeah, I don't know. That that's a loaded question. Don't get me talking about my art. That's <laughs> I dude. could do it all day. No, that's what scum talk is that sounds for. Sounds badass though. When it comes to like uh, 2D work, which is actually what I do more of than sculpture. I'm just now moving back into like installation sculpture, which is what I did in my undergrad. I'm in grad school for for printmaking, but um I, I do big work now and it's just because I I want to make work that has this like relationship to the body. So it's like uh, I want to like facilitate an experience. So if it's like the same size as like a place you could be, it, it I think it's closer to you kind of having like a, a a real memory or a false memory of it. Hell yeah, that's awesome, Cat. There's a there's a patron who was a patron for months and months and months just to hear that answer that just heard it on the RSS feed that is like mother. Fucker, <laughs> throwing their wallet on the ground, <laughs> throwing their hat on the ground. They're pissed. <laughs> Zach Siege wants to know question number one. Give us a shout out for all the various band projects slash names you're involved with, so we know what to follow. And real quick, personal production <laughs> nice. note. Give me a second so I can grab my phone, make sure I'm there too. I appreciate you giving me this plug opportunity, Siege. So let me start off by saying, for those who don't know, Siege is one of the most talented artists in our community. He's contributed tons of character and mech designs and even cover art for various DSM projects, (laughs) including the new and improved cover art for the podcast you're listening to right fucking now. You can follow him on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter at SiegeFault. That's S-I-E-G-E Fault, as in anything that goes wrong in the podcast is Adam's fault, as well as Tumblr.com forward slash SiegeFault. Now for my music, I have solo stuff, both covers and originals under simply Zach Amory or Zach Amory Music, and an electronic music and alternative rock project called Fight Your Foes, which is what I credit with all of Fetty Scum's music. Hey, you know what? Actually, why don't you give us an example of one of your hits from each of these? Because I believe, I hope I'm not setting you up for (laughs) failure, but I believe you've had a nice, successful hit with every one of these projects, right? For example, is it not the case that your cover of chicks dig giant robots is that not a zach amory joint or what where what channel is that on so under zach amory music i have a pop punk cover of sugar crash which Uh, was the one that popped off by eliodo and that's definitely my most popular cover right now at about a hundred thousand views then under fight your foes i've got my cover of chicks dig giant robots which i'm actually working on an extended version of right now how many views does that have on the youtube right now oh let's see let's last see. time you checked what did that have last time you checked on youtube it had like about seventy thousand views last yeah, time. yeah i, I was gonna say how many tens of thousands of views exactly yeah yeah something along those it's lines a great cover it's a great cover Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Then I've got quite a few bands with Dallas, such as our Irish folk and bluegrass duo, The Flanks, our pop punk band Pink for President, which has retired, although I still release remixes and remasters periodically, and our latest project, the alternative rock and pop punk cover band Drink One Maybe Two. And you can visit our website, deadsetmedia.com, and click the music tab, or go to my card site, zachamory.card.co, to check out any of these projects. And by the time you guys are hearing this, probably others. Hell yeah. You know, Dallas and I started Dead Set Media as an indie record label. 
There was once a time of DSM without podcasting or a fan base. Oh, yeah. That was a good idea. And now look at us. We're making T-shirts. We're making uh, podcasts. We're making music, videos. In fact, Fetty Scum wasn't even a DSM project initially. We had no idea this shit was going to go anywhere. It took off. You're like, hold on. Get that shit under this banner real quick. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, 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 get on here. Get on here. Media project. <laughs> as soon as that one started to get an audience, we're like, dead yes, set media present. Smart, smart, very wise. That's how it's done. I mean, Dallas and I were always very ambitious about dead set media, and we had a vision that it would eventually grow into a multimedia label, but we didn't expect Fetty Scum to be such a major first step toward that goal or that it would help make that goal a reality in just a couple years. <sighs> So I guess Adam did something right. <laughs> you can't ever say Adam was a net negative. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, that's right. Shit. That's right. <laughs> ah, you got to give him some credit where it's due. Shout out to Adam. Kat, so you just got another question for you. Between Tiny okay. and Capri, which is easier to get into character for? Both have very different personalities. I mean, it depends on who I am the day. <laughs> <That day. laughs> um... I think because I've expressed earlier that I'm just I don't know why it's like I think it's because I, I really want Capri's character development to like be really good. And right. so it's like a lot of pressure for me of, that I've put on myself, you know, um, right. I don't know. It, it, so I think it's like maybe I overthink her character a little bit sometimes where tiny. I don't. So oh, you got a lot more yeah. reps as tiny, too, you know. Tiny is like a true. lot more established, just if not even from like yeah. an internal space, but just like a timeline space. You got all those reps as tiny. It's like kind of like me doing Nature Brian. Like I could, you could wake me up from a dead slumber and be like Nature Brian now, and I'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be all right. It's, I've I got reps, baby. Uh, Zach, you got the same question. Lone Star, Cinco, Venus, and Milpo Sklint. Which was easier to get in character for? Now, definitely Lone Star. I obviously had the hardest time with him initially since he was my first character and all, but he's definitely the easiest now. Followed by Rocco Sklint, then my most subversive character, Cinco Venus. Hell yeah. All right. Siege wants to know, last question for Kat. Has Fetty Scum turned you to the Church of Gundam or has grad school kept you coming only <laughs> for Christmas and Easter services? Oh, I think everyone knows my answer. Unfortunately, I I You're the love biggest Gundam, Gundam fan. <laughs> you know more than almost everyone, but Jason in the Discord. We know you don't have to brag about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I will say is, like, it's kind of funny because among my grad cohort, for some reason, every time they go out and they see like Gunpla. They like take pictures of it to send to They're me. Like, oh, cat! Look, yeah, cat Gundam. Gundam. I get it. Cat Gundam. Um, and I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, no, that's all. I I guess I'm just kind of like, I like I really want to watch the latest. Uh, like, uh, Witch of Mercury. I think it would be my shit. It's really good. Yeah, I I don't like I read books all the time, but it's like I don't really find myself like getting consumed by like movie media or or TV media right now just because like I'm a binger. I know yeah. life shit. Right. And uh I'm in my last year of my of my master's program and I like, you know, and I'm like I can't do it. So, you know, maybe next year I will be answering you differently, but Grad school's got me in a chokehold. Just tell me if I'm if, if if I'm talking crazy or if you can relate. But I think from 
like the way I feel personally might relate to you where in a community full of Gundam fans, I don't know like anything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But amongst like my friends uh, offline and stuff, I know more about Gundam than anybody else on the planet. Like I know everything about Gundam to them because they could be like, what's a Marasai? And you could be like, I think that's from Double Zeta, isn't it? And it's like, holy shit, they're a genius. You know what I mean? Like, you're like I heard of that somewhere. Like, <laughs> they're like, dude, they even know the Marasai? What? Zach, Siege has one of the best questions ever. How does being in a band and working alongside others to make a quote, complete sound, end quote, help translate to being in a role-playing game. Do you feel like a conductor sometimes or know when it's time to, quote, shred it, end quote, and do something dramatic? Or is it all just vibes and wild guesses slash good luck, question mark, shadow editors know and or Dallas editing and <laughs> and editors know. It's a really good question, dude. That's very insightful. Nice shit, Siege. Siege is trying to be the second mm-hmm. person inducted into the scum talk question and answer. All right, take Hall it easy. Fame. Okay, you're going a little too He's hard. He's going hard for the Hall man. of Fame campaign. He wants to be in there. That's a great question, though, too. This is really good. Um, I think the musicianship you learn from playing in a group carries over in some ways to podcasting, and that you have to know when to jump in and out of a scene and when to let other members shine. It's also similar to performing music live in that there's a series of spontaneous moments within a structure. So I think overall, it's a blend of preparation, creativity, intuition, and luck. Great answer, Zach. Jake and Audie Manofsky enthusiast wants to know, Kat, did you know you're my cat Zoe's favorite? Whenever you talk, Aww. she brushes up against the speaker looking for pets. Oh, I love Aww. it. Yeah, I, this is like, I don't know if this is a uh, known information. So, so here it goes, but, um, I cats love me. I love cats. First of all, I'm a cat person. I'm cat. Hi, I'm cat. I like cats. Um, <laughs> it's in the name, dude. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, for real, for real. So every time I go to people's houses that are like, yeah, my cat, they're not really friendly, or they don't really like people, or they're really skittish around strangers. That cat will come up to me and be like, "What's good?" Dang. You know. And I don't know. I've I I think it's just because I I approach cats with love, and they're like, "Oh, she's one of us." So that makes me so happy because I love kittens. No, same. Because you know what the thing is, you can't fool a cat. You can't lie to a cat. You can't trick a cat with words. That's right. They know cats just read your vibes, your energy, and what you're trying to put out there for real, for real. So it's like you can't really trick them. Very hard to trick a cat. They just read the vibes. That's why you could trust cats. I don't. You know, I'm more of a dog guy myself, but. I trust cats. When cats are like, I'm not fucking with that shit. It's like, all right, me either. Dogs, sometimes it's like, dude, that guy's got a pulse. Of course dude, you like Dogs him. will fuck with everybody. There was a second part to that question. She jumps whenever Fern speaks, but otherwise has not responded to the rest of the cast. I just want to tag into there. That's also my response. Whenever Fern speaks, I too also jump. So I can totally relate to the cat there. Oh, same, dude. You know how you guys have a pop filter? Well, I got to yeah. have a speaker filter so I don't jump on that thing every time I hear Fern's sexy voice. You, you got an auto filter set on the uh, post on the post processing side where all the, ah! <laughs> they all get cut. Yep, yep. <laughs> Just hunts down those waveforms. All right, that's a dumb joke. Jaganati doesn't have a dumb joke. He's got a good question. Zach, do you find it difficult switching between the mindset of the two vastly different characters, Cinco and Lone Star? 
Well, when I'm preparing to play Cinco, Lone Star's number one superfan, I just imagine I'm a badass mech pilot. Then as that badass mech pilot, I think to myself, what would the great Lone Star do? But to prepare for Lone Star, I just cut out the middleman and imagine I'm the most <laughs> badass mech pilot. Fucking greatest answer. Good answer, Zach. <laughs> I had to give a podcast version. That was the fanboy in me speaking at first. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> That's how it's fucking done, baby. Internet, I hope you're paying attention. <laughs> speaking of paying attention, Logic Block wants to know, how does the Fetty Scum crew feel about a, being apparently the number one Gundam podcast that appeals to cats? And not you, not you, cat. Let me clarify. Not you, you star of show cat. Listeners, pet cats is what logic block was referring to yeah i get it and i'm not surprised at all i've been telling the gang this podcast was going to be a pussy magnet since the beginning <laughs> that's my man zach amory right there god damn it that was good oh <laughs> shit hey internet this one is going in the podcast you see that's how the magic is fucking made right there that's why zach gets paid the big bucks good answer uh cat the person do you have anything you want to try and follow that up with because if not we could just cut that and segue on that was hard to follow no comment (laughs) i think you already (laughs) mentioned earlier cats like you that's pretty good all right haro death ray wants to know cat and zach how much gundam did adam force you to watch for the zeta season and is there anything you were asked that you don't know what it is i actually watched all of zeta in fact, Zeta was like my favorite Gundam that I've watched. Um, that I've watched. Now I'm sure, you know, there's more after that, but I just watched Zeta to double Zeta and then um some movies and stuff. Anyway, I loved Zeta. I know all about our cyber new type girlies. Like I know um I love Camille. Like, I don't know. I, I, I like Zeta because Zeta to me was like a soap opera and I am here for the drama. Like I live for the drama. Yeah. That's what I read. That's what I watch when I do have time <laughs> to watch. And so it's like there was action. There was love. There was yeah. like betrayal. There was yeah. like longing. I don't know. I it love was Zeta. Dramatic. Yeah. Um. So but I mean, I will dramatic. say like the Ooh. first like the original series like adam came to my house a long time ago when i lived in an apartment and he was like we are watching this <laughs> and it was like everybody was there you know like everybody yep. came to my tiny apartment and we watched it um but i mean so since sick. then it's like he hasn't forced me to watch anything like i mean i think a couple years ago god that's so long ago I think Dallas and I went to meet Adam and we saw like Shar's counterattack in theaters when they like showed it. I mean, like I have willingly what? watched a lot Thanks of stuff for the invite guys. I didn't know you then. This was, the, I know we were busy not BS. knowing each other or whatever <laughs> back then, BS. but what the fuck dude? No excuse. <laughs> That's no fucking um, excuse. I thought we were all DSM till the day we die. Or was that shit made up too? Huh? <laughs> uh, I really kidding. enjoyed the movies. Um, so yeah, there's like a lot that I haven't seen, but um, all of it I did willingly after the first season. Yeah. Although same. I will say willingly with a question mark when I started watching Double Zeta. Ooh, shots <laughs> fired. I don't know. Okay. Have y'all seen that? <laughs> y'all seen no, that? Children be trifling is all I have to say. <laughs> and I fucking hate space orphans sometimes, okay? Oh, shit. Yeah. Shots fired. I love it. Why is there always space orphans? I get Why it. You're like in a war-torn <laughs> area and it's going to happen. 
Yeah, war creates orphans, but like this is bullshit. <laughs> Like, why can't you be better? <laughs> like, seriously. Why can't you get good? Stop. Could you, like, just not? <laughs> I get it. I get it, Kat. I'm with you, actually. Because it's like, I don't want to... The, the, the fucking orphans would be on the ships with, you know, like, not the main heroes. What are you talking about? Jaganati wants to know, Zach, any plans for an intro based off the American OP? Yes, and that's all I've got to that's- say about that for now. Mod ACP wants to know, Kat, how has it been being tight-lipped about the whereabouts of Tiny as season three started up? I've been tight-lipped about a lot of things. <laughs> um, yeah. it, I, I don't know. I like having secrets. It makes me more interesting. I don't know. It's been fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it all go to shit in front of all of our eyes. Um, And yeah, yeah. As a follow-up, how's your lovely garden going? Oh, wow. That's a sore spot. Um, so flower-wise, like my obedient plant bloomed, and they're like these really beautiful uh, purpley-pink flowers, and uh, the bees love them. It's Pollinators are like jiving. Uh, my muscadines are about ready to harvest. They're already turning that pinky, or not pinky, uh, that rich purple color. So... Um, but it's been hot, y'all. Oh, I have lost to the weeds one cat zero. Okay. It's like my flowers are there, but I enjoy them through the window and the AC. Cause I cannot, I can't deal with the heat. And uh, there's a lot of, like, I, I went away on a trip for like a couple weeks, like three weeks during the summer. And I came back and I looked and my phone was like, heat warning. And I feel like my phone hasn't stopped saying heat warning um, every day. Like, be careful. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. I'm just kind of like, hello, garden. Uh, you seem to be sustaining yourself. Um, that's it. So it's it's bittersweet because I would like for it to be better. But I mean, my plants are still alive and they're thriving, baby. I just haven't been there oh, to yeah. like make them look better and like, you know. Give them a haircut. But I did get to see the one thing I wanted to happen. I grew sunflowers. They ended up being like, I don't know, 10, 12 feet tall, like always. And uh, I got to see why I plant them every year is I like to see, I get goldfinches that come for to to feast upon my sunflowers. And there's just something about seeing that yellow and black bird on my yellow and black flower that just like tickles something in my brain. And I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> I did get to enjoy that from the comfort of inside my house looking out the window. So that that's how it's going there you go good answer acp has a question for zach as well okay acp wants to know what would you say are the biggest influences on the music you've composed for the podcast i draw a lot of inspiration from the various gundam opening themes along with synthwave artists like ace buchanan survive calm trues the works but for the Gundam Fight 20 opening theme, I solely channeled the music of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Good answer. P Crush wants to know, is there any NPC you hope to not see return in hopes that they manage to remove themselves from the ensuing conflicts? Man, I'd really like to see Sark return so I can kill her. Right? I don't really think like that, I guess. Open, you're like, whatever. I'm a Bud Light. I'm down for whatever. Hell yeah. Question number two. Either one of you wants to go first. Are you as afraid to fight Cad as your characters seem to be in season one? If so, for violent or emotional consequences? I mean, Lone Star fought Cav quite a few times in their old fight club, so I'm sure he could hold his own physically, but I don't think he'd be too excited about fighting his friend. 
I mean, he's only got like two of those left. Cat, what about for both of your characters? Are you are you afraid to fight Cav? No. Hell. I mean, okay. <laughs> so Tiny's definitely not. Um, Capri is like she's got a weird view of Cav. Um, she uh, I think is intimidated by him. Like, kind of looks up to him. You know, in the way that like girlies get like silly crushes on like the older boy kind of thing because like they want to be them. It's like, do I want to be with you? Or it's like that question I always like, you know, it's like, do I want to be you or be with you? And I think that I don't know now, though, because like I feel like she's probably in a different place. He's probably I think she'd probably be really ready to fight him now with uh, who Just she is. Jack him in his mouth. Dude, you aren't shit. And you mm-hmm. got shitty lungs. I'll just outlast you in the cardio game. I'll just get on my bike. It's, it's like, um, shit. okay. <laughs> do y'all know? Like, okay. It's like this. Have you, when you were like young and like stupid, you had like a crush on somebody and then like you got older and you saw them on Facebook and you were like, Oh fuck. I can't oh, believe me? I no. like that. <laughs> like I can't believe I really like that person. I've never been attracted <laughs> to somebody problematic ever before. What do you mean? I <laughs> me never. Uh Blub wants to know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, P Crush has a question number three. Is there any piece of music in particular you feel relates to your character? Something that you will get you thinking about Cinco or Capri or Lone Star or Tiny that makes you think of them. Oh yeah, dude. Fucking danger zone. Or its superior counterpart, Danger Place. Danger Place. Danger Place. Dude. Hell yeah. Cat? Yeah, I think I like I thought about this question because I saw it on Discord and I just kind of feel like both of because I'm the kind of person who makes playlists for moods. I feel like both of my characters would be like Vibes. people who make playlists for moods. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Tiny would be like totally into Joan Jet, you know, like hundred percent bad reputation. I can see that, you know? yeah, yeah, sure. Like Crimson and Clover, like I feel like that's what she would be rocking out to. Um, mm. And then like Capri, I feel like she's she's like into like more recent like bedroom pop kind of stuff so i would say like i don't know like japanese breakfast or something oh she definitely yeah. listens to beach bunny 100%. oh yeah oh she's definitely listening to beach bunny <laughs> definitely listens to beach bunny <laughs> not that i listen to the beach bunny you know like i have really like yeah. this, this shirt <laughs> we queened um, out uh one time in irl to some beach bunny just totally let our inner you know giddy girl let out it was a good time we don't have to tell everyone about that i don't know why you're bringing that up right now cat it was a very private thing that i shared with you that i like beach bunny and they bring out the the, the giddy school girl in me which not a lot of people know that i possess i don't know why you bring that up in the middle of a Are podcast you sure right people now. don't know you possess this because I'm over i here. feel like every time we hung out or hang out like irl online you become like it, like we are yeah, like the, the it girls the street, dude. okay and, and we become like the mean girls and and like like but only we're both regina you're like regina george okay you're my <laughs> regina george is how i feel oh no, but seriously cat you're throwing me off right now you're you're seriously like throwing me off dude i'm over here having the podcast my fucking life and you want to bring up the private shit okay oh, i'm sorry All right dude <laughs> just, you're also my valley girl yes batch <laughs> <laughs> you know Blub race car boy wants to know Zach did the comic Lone Star made during season one ever get published and if so how (laughs) did it do it was published thank you for asking and to massive success 
In a single day, he sold all one copies to Copilot for five bucks. I love that. They sold out first day. It's not what happens in life. It's how you present to internet. If there's anything I can teach you, take away that lesson because it's actually a fact that Lone Star sold 100% of the copies that he printed in his first day of his first comic. That's a fact. That's right, kids. You can accomplish anything if you believe in yourselves and reframe the narrative of the outcome in your mind. Aster has a question that I think is going to be a formality, but we all want to hear it from our heroes. So let's hear it from you, Zach. Zach, do you know what happened to Lone Star right after the final battle of S1 or is that secret? Editor's note. Oh, I wrote this. That's going to be a bonus episode. That's right, fucking sign up for the Patreon. Give us your money. That is right, Patreon. All of the secrets will be unveiled to you. This is nothing like Scientology. Pinky <laughs> promise. Just keep paying. You'll get there eventually. Speaking of getting there eventually, College of Vanity wants to know, Zach, do you think Rocco and Cinco <laughs> would get along? Probably about as much as Rocco got along with Capri. So, yeah. Yeah. Although they might pretend not to from time to time. I think Cinco would like Rocco enough. This is just me being a fan and a simp. For anyone who doesn't know, my name wasn't always blue. I started off as a fan too, baby. I think Rocco and Cinco would have the kind of relationship where like Cinco would know Rocco's kind of full of shit, but he would love Rocco so much that he'd let him get away with being the cool know-it-all older guy. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. When I came up with Rocco, I just imagined Lone Star in 20 more years. It actually made it a lot easier for me to go from one character that I had been using for about two years in the series to trying something completely different. I just imagined what if Lone Star was a little bit older, a little bit wiser, and hardened by 20 more years of war. So yeah, I think you would look at Lone Star or Cinco, as different as they are, and see younger versions of himself. You know, he'd have some sympathy for him. He'd be like, ah, I remember being that stupid. Those were the days. Poor saps don't know what's coming. That's <laughs> funny. Cat, <laughs> do you think Capri and Tiny would get along? I um I think so, yeah. Cause I mean I kind of feel like Tiny always ends up taking like the girl. Yeah. She did that with Val. She did that with Val. Uh and I kind of feel like it'd be a similar relationship. Um, but I also kind of feel like she could potentially feel the annoyance that she felt with like the <laughs> earlier like Lone Star co-pilot kind of dynamic. Like I kind of feel like she could be like these Very damn possible. kids. She's already kid. dealt with one young dipshit who had a heart of gold. You know what's another? She's right? used to it. So I think she'd probably like be a hard ass, but also very much enjoy it potentially. Yeah. I love it. I actually think that's 100% right. She'd probably, you know, I mean, look how she did with those other two dipshits. And Capri, as silly as she may be, she, they're no Lone Star and co-pilot. Those guys were. They needed attention. You yeah, know what especially I mean? like, early Lone Star and co-pilot. Oof. Yeah, they were like, oh, shit, we really are conscripting anyone. We prepared her for literally anyone else. Even the fucking ship orphans would be a walk in the park after us. You guys kind of like were my orphans. <laughs> Lone Star is literally just an overgrown ship <laughs> just orphan. An overgrown ship orphan. Yeah, he's just an overgrown oh, ship orphan. He's still in. He's one of those unlucky okay. few that didn't either find a family or die. Oh shit! So he just kept doing the same thing. <laughs> I love that. He's like, oh, we're taking sleeves off now. It's the '80s. All right, and I'll do that. 
I'm on a <laughs> ship. The fucking eighties now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. The eighties ruled. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Sarah Farr <laughs> wants to know when Rast Marco editors know. The fans have recently petitioned for me to play aged up Rast Marco, um, like Solid Snake, basically, like kept you waiting, huh? Uh, so. <laughs> Dude, for it to go from Twink Adam to Chad Shadow, oh my God, that would be so funny. That would be so sick, right? If it's like, hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Rast Marco. I'm here. I heard you guys were in trouble. Nobody ever lets their friends down. You guys taught me that. Turns around and just cuts somebody's head off with a samurai sword. Hell yeah. <laughs> That'd be sick. All right. Enough memes. Jake from a podcast with strange wants to know how come Jacob from a podcast with strangers hasn't been on the show? He's so cool. It's cause fucking Adam. Kojima Mikey wants to know how come strange Jacob, what does a podcast hasn't been there? It's all Adam's fault, dude. I've been petitioning for that since day one man everyone's been petitioning all of those things you beloved fans want i've been petitioning for since day one and every time you don't get those things it's because adam slaps me down and every time you do it's because i slapped back zach always the 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 (laughs) arbiter of justice on ours the fans side yeah that's right i'm here fighting for you guys on the front lines I'm fighting for your God-given right to access patreon.com slash deadsetmedia. The, the worst part is, is always everyone thinks Adam is the one for the people. Adam wants Patreon exclusives to be 20 bucks and 20 buck tier. He, he doesn't want you to get early access until 20 bucks or bonus episodes. That was all That's Zach. right. Zach said, That's no, right. for the people, $5. In fact, he said, I don't want them to have the right to give us their money. And I said, hey. It's their money, and it's their God-given right to give us every (laughs) penny of it. He's fighting for your freedom to spend your money how you want. (laughs) All right, and that's all the questions we got this month. But as always, keep your eyes and your ears out on the episodes. And when you have questions, you can post them over there on our Patreon or in our Discord, which you can access via patreon.com slash deadsetmedia. But as far as I am concerned, right here, right now, we're done with the Q&A segment. How does that sound to you two? Sounds pretty good. All right. Well, that's going to be a Q&A segment. And now for real, because listen, internet, before we transition, I'm not kidding you. The recording file, which I started late, is now at one hour and 40 minutes. Yep. I just want to give you a little peek behind the curtain. When I say that these things can go long, they can go a little long. <laughs> you understand now what I'm telling you? Having said that. I don't lie, except for when it's funny. But it wouldn't be funny if we told you for real we were going to do the one-on-one-on-one and didn't do it this particular time. It'll be funny every other time because we do it this time. And I told you for real we're going to do it. So Dallas, having said all of that, please transition on over to the one-on-one-on-one right now. All right, everyone. After a long time coming, I am proud to present to the RSS feed the return of the sit-down actor-on-actor-on-actor one-on-one-on-one conversation. Welcome to the roundtable, Zach and Kat. Thanks for having me, Shadow. Hey, I just, this is an opportunity for us just to kind of let our hair down, kick our shoes off, put our take feet our up. Take our pants off. I got you. Take our pants. I mean, my pants are already okay, off. Okay, good. So I'm not the only was, one. All right, cool. standard issue, dude. I had I don't I don't record with pants on. It's part of the whole deal. I know you guys can't see underneath this fine marble round table we're all sitting at right now, but I'm butt naked. 
<laughs> the base holding it up is just like four Zaku's like bent over like Atlas. <laughs> yeah, it's like pretty fancy. Table. Hell yeah. I'm so thankful our patrons have afforded us such a luxurious studio. Well, you know, we nothing but the best for for our fans. Yes, they thank it. you, our beloved fans. You get to imagine what it's like. We don't have video, of course. That's a whole other tier. You know, that's that's a long term goal way down the line. We figured the marble would be a worthy investment over video equipment. We figured marble yep, first, yep. marble floors, marble ta- table, maybe a couple pillars here and yep. there. Mink robes. Uh, and then some video massages. Equipment. Well, mink robes is standard. That's like saying, hey, I think we should get some printers. You know what I mean? You got to have mink robes. Having said that, I want to talk about some of the dynamics, uh, particularly between the two of you now that you have kind of like this mentor and student or like almost even savior and and savey dynamic what's that been like that seems like a total inverse of the capri and rocco dynamic which was a total (laughs) inverse of the tiny and lone star dynamic so i just kind of want to hear your thoughts on some of that what's it been like internally and what's it been like between the two of you Cinco's already the type of guy who wants to help the helpless. But when he looks at Capri with her new type abilities and the experiments that she's forced to undergo, he sees Rast in her and even a little bit of co-pilot. Add on top of that the fact that he has his own new type-ishness, new type light, where he has these connections with other new types, and you have all of these layers of obligation that Cinco has to help her. Hell yeah, but what's it like for you as a performer? Like now it's like Lone Star in the same kind of role that Rocco was. What's it like going from from Rocco where it like it totally makes sense. It must have been old hat and he probably has a niece that, you know, Capri reminded her of to like, you know, Lone Star is not someone or sorry, excuse me, Cinco is not someone that we're used to seeing take shit seriously. Even at the end, you know, it's like he started taking shit seriously, but we haven't seen him since the end of season one. So it's like how I wonder what that's like. It's like trying to segue Lone Star into like. It's like not a thing he's becoming into, but maybe more of a thing he's been doing, right? Yeah, it is a bit of a challenge having to shift that mindset from the typical dynamic that he has with his teammates, where he's looking up to and nagging his superiors to one of guidance or guardianship. What helps me is to look back at a more developed Lone Star toward the end of season one, where he kind of had that dynamic developing with Rast. You know, a little bit after the heckling and torturing, I mean, uh, character building exercises we did with him. What about you, Kat? What's it been like for you? It, it, has it been like kind of a similar transition to where it's like Capri, especially in her cyber new type state? Was that was that something that that was just like a natural segue for you? Or did you find yourself having to try to find new angles to approach it since it's Lone Star? Versus, I mean, sorry, excuse me, Cinco. I'm not even doing that for a joke. It is a really good joke. I should probably do that on purpose moving forward, but I'm actually not doing that on purpose. But like, has it been like kind of similar approach or is it more so like Capri is just kind of fucking out of it and just like, hey, whatever. Who's my authority figure? Yeah, dude, let me get some stars. I think for some reason, like I, I, I haven't really thought about it that much, but it's kind of like with with uh, Cinco, it's like a big brother kind of relationship. And so like he is like someone who she feels safe with. But it's not the same, I don't think, as as the Rocco relationship. I think I think um, you know, think about Capri is she loves attaboys. Like she loves like she that's how she exists. She like wants to be the best and she wants reassurance that she is the best. That's her measure of worth. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like that's kind of like there always. 
But I think, you know, with like Cinco, it's more of like a big brother, someone she's comfortable with. And like he looks out for her and she appreciates that. Whereas like with Rocco, it was like, I don't know, weird uncle dad thing. <laughs> Who's this weird uncle, dude? <laughs> I like the stars, <laughs> but what's up with the leg, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's different. But I mean, it's still like a someone who is looking out for her. And her just navigating that. I mean, that's what I was wondering. Now, I am curious, though, if you could contrast that, what it was like to come back as Tiny and interact with Lone Star. Uh, In the bonus episode, spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to it yet, fans, go listen to it. It's exclusive on the Patreon. But yeah, I'd like to hear about what that was like contrasting it coming back as Tiny and interacting with Lone Star again. What was it like to kind of get back into those shoes? Not, you know, just from your own personal performer's experience. Well, I think earlier we talked about me being Tiny again, and it's just really natural. I like to be her. And so it it just felt like, I don't, I don't know, some some analogy here, like of something that you know well and have done in the past, and then it just comes to you it's easily. Comfortable. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say <laughs> riding a bike, but I don't personally know how to do that very well, so it's kind of like, that eh, doesn't really apply to me specifically. I would say but, riding a bike, <laughs> but I wear my knee pads when I do it, so... Uh. <laughs> Zach, I want to hear some of what's going on with Lone Star on the interior space front. Right, right, right. I know you can't like spoil or share too much necessarily, but... How does he feel about being Cinco right now? Like, what does that what does that look like to you when you look inside a Lone Star's interior space and in his mind? So after losing a lot of friends, including his best friend, co-pilot, the one year war was kind of a downer for Lone Star. Little bit of a bummer that one year war was for sure, dude. Wasn't there? Was not a sick time. But what kept him going were his relationships with Tiny and Cav. They were the only family he had left. Then what really filled him with a sense of responsibility was witnessing what Capri was going through. Like I said before, it was like seeing Rast suffer all over again. So he obviously felt the need to do something. And as of now in the season, all he's focusing on is Capri. It's what's keeping him going. It's what's giving him a reason to conjure that fighting spirit again. And it might just be an excuse for him to just do what he's used to doing, which is fighting. If he keeps doing that, he doesn't have to sit back and face the reality of what war has done to him and his loved ones. So if he has a noble reason to keep fighting, he's going to hold on to that. And that's what he's doing. Who knows? Maybe Cinco's destined to fight forever. But ultimately... He's just fighting himself. That little penis inside him. I don't want to sound like that little penis inside <laughs> of him, dude. Jesus Christ. Like, that's so good. It's so good. It's that little penis inside of him. Just won't let him sleep at night. Uh, what I'm getting from that is it seems like whether or not he knows it, fighting kept Cinco alive last time he was in chaos. Yeah. It's probably always kept him alive. So it's like when he doesn't know what to do, it's like we tend to fall back on our instincts and we do what has kept us alive. Those are our instincts. All right? that noise just fades away in the eye of the danger place. Yeah. He, he may not know who to do it for, but he knows what to do. 
or what he can do. You know what I mean? He may not know what to do, but he knows what he can do. And that's be <laughs> some ass in a robot, dude. That's right. That's what's up. I fucking love Cinco Penis. That's my favorite character. Other than Holden Backs. Holden Backs becoming my favorite <laughs> character. That's neither here nor there, though, dude. I want to know, Cat. You've mm-hmm. talked about it a couple times before. I really want to have like a little discussion about what appeals to you about playing a cyber new type and what challenges do you see in that? And is that like part of the appeal is like, oh, man, this is like a unique headspace to try and put myself in. That would be cool. Like what's going on here? I think that I mean, but first it was like I when I watched Zeta, they were my favorite characters to see. And I kind of like I feel like me personally, I'm like a chaotic neutral. And I feel like, <laughs> yeah, gang. cyber new types are like chaotic neutral because are they good? Are they bad? Is it is it good? Like, is it OK? Is it not OK? Like, what's going to happen? Um what does it mean to chase what you want to chase your yeah emphasis? but yeah I, I i chose it because i thought it would keep me interested and like excited on like trying to figure out you know how to play the character and um it has definitely kept me on my toes badass well i think there's one last thing i wanted to talk about earlier <laughs> but my smooth brain couldn't remember because you guys were giving us such good answers to all the awesome q and a questions i wanted to talk about the Lone Star to Rocco pipeline and how he's missing a limb. Dude, I when you told me that, I made the connection. He's Finn the human from Adventure <laughs> oh, I didn't Time. I think about that. That's all Lone Star is. Lone Star is Finn the human, dude. And co-pilot's ghost is Jake the dog. <laughs> yeah, he's later on where he's got the robot arm and shit. <laughs> I never thought about that. I was just trying to come up with the opposite of Lone Star in every way. Lone Star runs fast. I'm taking this guy's leg. Lone Star's young. I'm aging this guy up and so on. Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That's the opposite of Lone Star. That's inverse Lone Star. Rocco is Carl. I actually feel that. That's deep, man. (laughs) That's so good. And on that one, because this podcast is not going to get any better, let me thank my guest, Zach. Let me thank my guest, Kat, for coming through and making one of the best scum talks we have ever done. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us, man. And thank you to the fans for listening and caring about what we have to say for some reason. We really appreciate it. Anything new to plug? Anything coming up that you guys want to make sure we're all aware of? Seriously, guys, like I'm just blown away that you listen to us and you like us and you support us. That just will never still stop very being surreal. cool or blow. Yeah. It never stops blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, so I'm humbled by it. So thank you. All right, sweet. And on that one, hey, internet, I used to call y'all Patreon. Y'all are the internet now. Internet, go buy a t-shirt. I've been the White Shadow. Zach and Kat have been our guests. You've been the internet audience. And all together, we are out. In this war. Dead medium.